My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have an amazing guest coming on today. Alex Terranova is a performance and success alchemist coach who is in the top 2% of coaches in the entire world. He's an author and international speaker as well. He's the CEO of Dream Mason Coaching and Consulting and also the host of Dream Mason Podcast, which is in the top 2% as well. Not only does he have that podcast, but he's about to launch another one in the next four days. I'll let Alex, you know, dive into that. But welcome to the show, buddy. How's it going? So excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Alex, you know, you have accomplished so many things. And, you know, before we really dive into any of our topics, do you mind just taking us a bit back into your background, into a little bit of your journey of how did you get to where you are today? Because it's, I, I think it's really powerful and I would love to share it with our listeners. Yeah, yeah, happy to. I, uh, it was, it's funny looking back, it feels so like meant, it feels like so meant to be, like it all kind of worked out. But as we all know, that's not how the journey actually goes, right? There were like, right. you know, gremlins and goblins and monsters and challenges and all those things. Uh, I think that I, what I'll share, which is is relevant for people is, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles, California. Um, I never really knew what I wanted to do. I was kind of like your typical, uh, like all American guy. Like I loved sports. I was obsessed with sports. I loved cool cars. I loved women. I wanted to make money, but I didn't know how or, or where to go with any of that. And as I went on in my life, I found myself in my thirties working in the hospitality business, opening up restaurants and bars. And I had opened, by the time I was like 30, I think I'd opened like 15 restaurants and bars across the country. I was pretty successful in that in that career. And I actually thought I had been on some reality TV shows for food. I thought I would either be, make a career in, in that world, reality, food reality TV, or I'd eventually end up opening my own restaurants. But at the same time, I also was at this place in my life, which I think a lot of people hit at 30 or 40, sometimes 50, where I felt really stuck. Like I wasn't actually happy anymore. I wasn't enjoying opening restaurants. I wasn't enjoying the hospitality scene. I wasn't enjoying training and developing people and you know, looking at the, the financial numbers and whatnot. And I just would complain about it. I'd complain to my partner at the time. I'd complain to my friends, but I didn't actually know what to do. And I felt really stuck. And what did I do? I think I did what most people unfortunately do is I drank too much because drinking was an escape and made me feel good. You know, I, I dated a lot and used women in relationships as a way to kind of also escape and feel good. I used sports as a major distraction to also kind of dull things. And then I just tried to like use, create money and spend money. as also another distraction in a way to feel good. But at the end of the day, all those things, they're all external. They don't actually end up changing how you feel inside. So you come back around when the alcohol wears off, when the woman leaves, when the car that you just bought isn't exciting and new anymore, you, you're right back in the same spot. And I, I say all this, like it wasn't all conscious at the time. 
I just knew my life wasn't working. And luckily I was in Costa Rica with my family and my cousin asked everyone in our family what we were grateful for. And at the time, right, I, I didn't, I didn't talk about what I was grateful for. I didn't even connect with my feelings. I didn't really have feelings that I was aware of. And for the first time in my life, I took that question seriously. And I, in the, in like a split second, I didn't even know what I was grateful for because all I wanted was more, 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 more. And I burst into tears. And in that moment also realized like how lucky I was. I have this family. I have like opportunities. I have health. I have abundance. I'm in Costa Rica, right? I have a job. Like I have so much. And yet I'm not even appreciative of what I have. And I'm, and I've kind of vowed in that moment that I was going to change my life. And so that was about eight or nine years ago. And I came back to the, to, to New York where I was living. And I did something that I think most of us don't do. I was like, I'm going to go find something else. And I quit my job without, you know, I, I, I found coaching, which I didn't know really what it was. I just knew it was helping me. And I went, man, if this is doing, if this is like helping me, this can help other people like me. And I knew there are a lot of other people like me and I just dove right in and I quit my job with, with no clients and, and no real like security net. And those first two or three years of building a business as anyone listening to this, who's built a business know can be really rough. And I went through trainings and workshops and, you know, hustled and cold called and did all the things. And now we're talking like eight, nine years later. Um, every year of business has been better than the year before. I've made more money than I ever have. I've published a book. I have another book coming out soon. I've been on over 500 podcasts. Um, you know, I've been written up in Yahoo as the anti-excuses coach. Um, there's so many great things. Like I created a contest online, like the bachelor, which is how I met my fiance. Um, like an online contest where my, my friends actually got to choose the, who the winning woman was, but ultimately all of this was not, was possible because I didn't let fear stop me from trying new things. And I think that's, what's made this life that I live now possible is I, I got clear on what I wanted. And then I was willing to go on an adventure to see if I could figure it out. And, and now we're here and I really get to help other people do the same thing. So, you know, whether they, whether they have all the things they want and they're not happy or they don't have the things they want, helping them go on an adventure and, and move fear out of the way so they can live the life they want to live. I love it. You know, just, it really starts by removing that, the fear of failure or the feel or the fear of anything going wrong and just being so open to, you know, taking that leap of faith and see, yeah just seeing what happens. Right. Um, we're so conditioned. I mean, fears we're so yeah. conditioned through the way we're brought up to be afraid of everything. A hundred percent that holds back so many people really like, you know, a lot of people are scared to live that stability, uh, or that financial financially stable job to really pursue their dreams. Cause what if it doesn't work out, but it's like, it, it'll be an opportunity either way. And if it doesn't work out, like it's going to be fine. Something else will. Right. So I love that you didn't let that fear hold you back or anything, even because you were already so successful and you had a lot going on, but you're like, there's gotta be something more, you know, to make me feel more fulfilled and stuff like that. So I love that you, you know, came to terms with that breakthrough and um, look where you are now. It's amazing. So Alex, do you mind diving into, you know, uh, connection and community? 
Yeah. Um, you know, my, my connection to my community and my old life were great, great people, right? I really want, I really want to be clear, like so much fun. They were, you know, they were restaurant hospitality people and, um, the guys I hung out with to watch sports so much. Like it was, it, what I, what I often feel like it was, it was very surface level, which again, is not a bad thing, right? The top of the water versus the deep part of the water, neither part is better or worse than the other. They're just different. And the community I used to have was such a fun community, but it also, um, was a, like, I was using things like sports and alcohol and, and dating and sex and things like that as a distraction. Right. And mm-hmm. I wasn't happy. So that community, while they're great people weren't actually working for me, but I couldn't, I didn't even understand it. Right. Cause they're great people. They're fun. I'm having a great time with them. They're, they're good friends. And, and they might've been happy. Right. I don't know. I, I assume, let's just assume they were, but internally I wasn't. And now when I look at like the community I have now, the community I have now is a community of people that um, are constantly wanting to like go deeper, talk about more what's happening inside. How are you feeling? How do you become more free? How do you become more fully expressed? How do you do more things in the world to impact more people? How do you find greater happiness? How do you, um, you know, find more fulfillment? And again, these people are not better or worse than the other group of people. But based on the life I want to live, I need to surround myself with the community to help cultivate that. And I think people don't realize that their communities are like silent assassins, you know, and that could even be your family. If your family is like negative or doesn't believe in, in something other than what they have, like you have to create that. And so for me, one of the first things that I, I think I got lucky was in starting to change my life, I found myself in new communities of coaches and personal development people. And the old community kind of separated itself on its own, like how oil and water just kind of separates, right? Again, neither better nor worse. There's no comparison or judgment. It's just, they separated. And I think what a lot of people struggle with is like letting those things go. It was really hard to let go of a lot of those old relationships and community. And I just had to understand that like, it wasn't bad. It was just a process of evolution. It was a process of, of, of me evolving, right? Like, and, and me finding the community and the people that would support me on the journey that I wanted to go on. And I think that's one of the biggest aspects for people who want to do something different in their life or achieve success is like, you got to do a, a, like a, um, an environmental audit. You got to look at like, hey, what's your house like? What is your neighborhood like? What are your friends like? What's your family like? And you have to start making changes. And while all those aren't possible, right? Like if you live in a one bedroom apartment and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do? I don't have the money. You can do things inside your apartment to change your environment, right? People get plants to change their mood. You could change the art. You can like change the, the way you decorate the space. So it's, it's all possible it's just different degrees of possibility, right? Like there's people that have a lot of money and have terrible environments around them. The people might be more toxic than this space. Um, so yeah, commu- I think community is a massive part of living a great life. And if you don't have that strong, healthy, supportive community, it's, it's kind of like you have your anchor 
dragging through the sand while you're trying to get your boat somewhere. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned that, you know, your environment and doing an environment audit, just really looking around you and saying, okay. And it's like you said, it's not, it, it's not that they're bad people. It's not that it, it's bad, but if it's not working for what you're wanting and the lifestyle that you want, then you, you have to be okay with letting that go, you know, in order to grow. So uh, I love that you mentioned that because, you know, you are your tr- I guess you are the people you surround yourself with. Right. So, and I know as my, even myself, I had to, I didn't leave a bad group of people or anything, but I had to change, you know, where I was spending my time and, and the people that I was around just because it was just not, not where I wanted to be anymore. And then really dive in deep into the personal development and the coaches and really investing in myself and where I want to be. And um, it's just a part of, the process, right. And per- personal development and growing and finding yourself. So it's huge. I think community is huge and connections. Um, mm-hmm. Not that one is worse than the other. Like me, it just might not be a fit for you anymore and where you're going. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's to, to, to make it so simple for people. It's like running and weightlifting. If you're thin and you're a runner, but you're like, man, I want to be bigger. Well, you can't just keep running. It doesn't, it's right. right. Running's not bad. It just doesn't serve where you're trying to go. And if you're like a big bodybuilder and you're like, well, I'd rather, I want to be like lean and like not have all this mass. Well, then you can't keep just like lifting heavy weights. You'd have to like, let that go and maybe start running or doing something else that would make those changes possible. Again, running, weightlifting, neither one's better nor worse, but they serve different purposes. And I think like our community, our environments, it's exactly the same. Our friendships, you know, are exactly like that. Absolutely. Love that we touched on that. So I guess, you know, and I meant to actually ask this before we uh, dove into any of the topics, but with where you're at in the business right now, I guess, did you want to touch on how you go about delivering those service, those coaching services and um, retreats and stuff like that to the people that you work with, how you deliver it? So um, retreats is new. Retreats is new and fun and exciting. I shared with you before we, I just launched my first men's retreat, which took place in October of 2022. And it was beyond successful. I don't even know how to express how happy uh, my retreat co-leader Bob and I were with what happened, you know, how it went. Our first retreat, we had, we had 12 men at this thing. um, And the men came together and bonded and connected. And most of these men had never been on a men's retreat. Men had like never talked about their feelings. There were men who had never cried in their marriages of more than 10 years. And it's not that we were like there to make men cry or talk about their feelings, but when men got in this safe space, they wanted to talk about their challenges. They wanted to talk about their frustrations. They wanted to talk about what was hard for them and support each other. And almost every one of the men that came on the retreat at the retreat, we're like, when's the next one? We're coming back, which we didn't even know we were going to do a second retreat when we launched the first one. We were like, let's see how this goes. And we are launching a second retreat. Um, so our retreat is called the Alchemy of Men. Uh, the Alchemy of Men 2 is going to be happening in the summer of 2023. You can go to the dreammason.com and you can get more information on that there. Um, we don't have date yet or location, but in early January, we're going to announce all that. So we're really excited about that. Uh, other ways you can work with me are one-on-one. I work with a lot of men and women in one-on-one. So we work on career, we work on uh, making more money, we work on happiness, joy, relationships, 
most of the people that work with me are have a huge commitment to creating the life they want to live. So it doesn't matter if they already have a lot of money or they don't have any money. There are people that are like, I want a life that looks like this. How do I get it? And they've spent time trying to get it themselves and it hasn't, they haven't gotten it. And, um, and there's lots of different ways people can work with me. People work with me one-on-one in lots of different types of uh, structures, you know, how often, how many hours, whatnot, how, for how long. Um, and then I have access to, through our Alchemy of Men community, we can do some group coaching, which is like more of a kind of entry level uh, for people maybe who aren't sure, maybe don't want to invest as much, maybe really need the community. Right. Um, so there's, there's various ways. And then I have, you know, my books, my podcasts, those are kind of all like um, either free or very like, you know, affordable options to connect with me. Amazing. Perfect. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about how you go about delivering them and exactly kind of dive in a little deeper of what you do. So um, thanks for covering that. Now, I guess back to some of the challenges with men, are there anything, are there any other challenges that you want to just dive into? I mean, talking about a little bit, maybe about burnout and depression and um, that kind of stuff, because we, I know it'll be relatable to our listeners it's life and it happens. So if you want to add some value to that, I know that you have a lot of experience and, and value to add that. So. Yeah. And it's a human thing, right? Burnout's a human thing. Depression's a human thing. Anxiety is a human thing. And so I don't necessarily address it like a therapist would right in, in those yeah. like de- debilitating aspects. But what I do notice is that men and, and some women, right. There's like, I think like, depending on how you were raised, right. The mat, the masculine, has a, is conditioned in our society. So, right, there are very masculine women, there are very feminine men, there are masculine men and, and right, and feminine women. But the masculine in our society is conditioned to not talk about their feelings, suck it up, push through, hustle, grind, um, suffer to get, their, to get results, um, not ask for help. Be, men are often apathetic, like everything's fine, it's okay, it's good, it's not a problem. Um, And what I've noticed in working with men is that most of the issues that they're having in their life come from this like masculine conditioning, this un, this unability or inability and um, like almost like not training, not understanding how to actually be human. So men, you know, I've had a man say to me recently, well, I want my, my son and I want to be a man. I don't want to be my son to be a woman. And I was like, what are you talking about? Right? Like the, your son is a human being. You're a human being. Human beings feel, not only women, right? All human beings feel, but we've, we've conditioned men to like push our feelings down, to not have emotions, to not share and express themselves. And, and men in their forties and fifties wonder why their wives suddenly get up and leave and want a divorce. Um, men wonder why they can't get ahead in their careers, men wonder why they get ahead in their careers and they feel still feel empty and hollow and unfulfilled. And most of that is because they're actually not expressing themselves. They're not letting their anger come out in a healthy way, right? They let it come out in a destructive way. They're not letting their sadness be expressed. They're not expressing grief. And the thing about all that is then they don't get to express joy either. If you're clogging up some of those emotions, like the other emotions that we like, like the joyful ones can't come through. And so in bottling all this up, men end up like alone or even in their groups, right? Guy, a bunch of guys watching sports, 
they're still alone because they're not talking about what's actually going on inside. Um, one of my favorite things to do is if you go to, next time you go to a restaurant, look for men who are eating together. Most of the time they're like watching the TV in the bar or the restaurant, or they're talking about work or they're not talking about anything at all. And they're just sitting there. And I think that, that is go, actually so true. When I think back, like, I swear <laughs> I've seen that a lot <laughs> all the time. And if you go to a restaurant and watch women, they're like talking nonstop, right? And it doesn't matter what they're talking about. They're expressing themselves. They're connecting, they're sharing. And again, not always some men do this and some women don't, but all imagine like all that energy is like bottled up and pushed down and pushed down. It's like ready to pop. And so anxiety, depression, violence in society, a lot of this is because that like energy has nowhere to go. And so if, being able to teach men that like, Hey, you don't need to become a victim of your feelings. You don't need to become like crying all the time or, or like out of control, but you do need a health. Like do you have a, like a, um, like a crock pot or something, or like, like a, one of those pre- where you have to release the pressure before you open it. Yeah, It's kind of like that. If you just open it, you're going to have a big problem. So you have to like release the pressure in a way that works for you and everyone else. And I think that's one of the biggest things I get to, that I love working with men on is, hey, how do you learn to start communicating with your partner? How do you learn to start listening to your partner? How do you learn to start sharing? How do you learn to, you know, um, be a leader in a different way than just hustle and grind? And ultimately, those things can lead to lives of ease, peace, joy, happiness, fulfillment, and you can have make way more money without being stressed out all the time. Cause it's like, Hey, if you make a million dollars and you're miserable, what's the point of made the whole point of making the money was to feel good. And if you don't feel good, you just worked so hard for it's like pointless. There was no point to it. And if you're not fulfilled, if you're not, you're burnt out and you're not feeling good. Like what was the point? You're just making yourself miserable. Right. Um, Incredible. I, I love that. So, um, you know, I wanted to ask you a bit about your intentions behind the podcast, uh, the one that you have and where you're at today with it, and then kind of diving in also into the new podcast that you'll be launching. If you're open to talking about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the dream Mason podcast was my first venture into the podcasting world. I think that February of 2023, I think it'll be like five years since I started wow. that one. And it's kind of like, it's kind of tapered off. There's over 200 and I think 30 episodes available online that people can go listen to. I think I interviewed over 200 extraordinarily successful people in all different walks of life. We're actually coming out with a book called How Dreams Are Built, which is based on that podcast. It should be out in the next couple of months. Um, that podcast, honestly, like for me, just personally, like I don't do it very much anymore. I post a little bit, but it's really like mm-hmm. people can go back and listen to some incredible episodes with professional athletes, entrepreneurs, spiritual people, all different things. Um, that was my first venture and it was incredible to get into that. And I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity and, and the people that came on that show. What I'm doing now is a, is a new deviation, which is called playing with problems. And what I notice is when we look out at the world, social media, you know, everything. It's just high, it's like a highlight reel, right? All the time. And so I'm mixing with a little vulnerability every once in a while, but mostly it's just right. like a highlight reel. And when I look out, and I think when a lot of people look out, 
we look at our heroes, our idols, the people we look up to, the even the friends that we have that are doing really well, and all we see is success, 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 great vacations, money, award, right? All these things. And then we start judging ourselves based on what we're seeing. So we're judging ourselves based on an illusion of like always success and greatness. And then we make ourselves feel worse about where we are. And what I think it's really important to remember is that we all have problems. You know, everyone from Elon Musk to Barack Obama and Donald Trump, they all got problems, right? And to the oh, yeah. people, right, at every level. So whether you're like the richest people or the poorest people, your problems are different, but you all, we all have problems. They even say like people that don't have money are worried about how they're going to pay bills and people that have money are worried about that they're going to lose all their money. So it's like we're... So this podcast playing with problems is actually having people who we regard as successful in different aspects of life come on, share about what's made them successful. So they might be a successful mom, they might be successful in the military, they might be successful as a coach, they might be successful in business. These are there's one uh, I had of a an NFL player, former NFL Super Bowl champion who I interviewed. So all those things I just mentioned are all guests that have appeared, and on all those episodes, they're all successful. And then they all share a challenge or a problem that they're currently dealing with, which every one of their problems are relatable, right? Like the, the mom entrepreneur who's not spending enough time with her kids or with her husband, the, 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 the person who has built a level of success, but can't get the next level of success, right? Like can't get the next level clients. And on the show, they have to open up about where they're challenged or struggling. And then them and I dive into it and I coach them and I consult with them and we brainstorm and we play with the problem to try to move them forward and get them a solution or some practices. Um, and hopefully the listeners can really relate because I'm sure they have similar challenges and problems. And that podcast is launching. The first episode is going live on December 5th, uh, 2022. The teaser's up. So if you're, you know, you can go and find Playing With Problems podcast uh, on Spotify, on Apple. Um, and then the actual podcast will be on YouTube also, the videos. Oh, I love that you're putting the videos up too. I'm yeah. really excited for that because we don't, in, like there's not enough podcasts out there that talk about the, the the issues that you're going through right now, the challenges and pain points that you're having at the at this very moment. And they, they are so going to be so relatable to your listeners like honestly and i feel like we need to talk more and more about the issues we're going through at the moment not the and of course the ones we've overcome as well but real ones right now right so really excited for you and how are you going to tie are you planning on tying that podcast into the business you know i think i do i podcast because i love it and this is yeah. my kind of theme of everything is like if you're not doing what you love you love you're missing out on your life and, and I'm not, it's not to say that, Hey, everyone can just stop making money and go do what they love. I'm not right. That's not, this isn't a fan, but if you're, if you're do you got to find things that you love and do them. And for me, podcasting is sure it's marketing, right? It's, it's a way to connect with people. It's a way to network. Um, it's a way for me to learn and grow. It's also just something I love doing. So first and foremost, most I have been podcasting for the last five, four to five years, because I just love the experience of it. And yeah, sometimes people find me through podcasts and want to work with me. Sometimes I, I work with people on a podcast and they might want to work with me. And sometimes it's the opposite. I interview someone and I want to work with, right? I want to hire them. So right. I don't think of it as a business. 
thing, but it, but it is, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, um, it's an answer, answer, ancillary, I can't say the word. Um, you're uh, fine. I know what you're like, trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a part, it's a part of my business. Um, I just really look at it as like, Hey, this is the part where I get to be creative and fun. And if it also provides, then that's, that's a bonus, right? If it provides revenue Absolutely. in some way, it's a bonus. And I think that's a great, attitude for a lot of people starting out, whether you're writing a book or a podcast, don't do it because you're hoping to make money. Like do you can because of the passion. Yeah, you can make money, but the the odds of you making money are pretty slim. So like do it because you love it and let the like let that be the cake and let the making money be the frosting, you know. Right. Yeah, no, and I think if you're passionate about it and you're, you're, enjoy, and you're consistent and stuff, like the money will flow in. I mean, if you're attracting the right people, so it's, uh, but do it because you're passionate about it and you enjoy it, you know, don't yeah, do it totally. for, don't do it. Don't chase the money. Right. But so one last question, I know our episodes are so short, but what is your biggest focus and desire for 2023? I know you have touched on a couple of things, but is there anything else that you're focused on? Biggest things is the men's work. Um, I really feel drawn and passionate to it. You know, I, I do things that I feel passionate and excited about. And I started like really focusing on men's work as kind of just like exploration for myself. And what I noticed is it lit me up. And, and if you work with me or you interact with me, that to me, that's like your yellow brick road. When you get lit up, that's the universe, God, whatever you believe, that's it telling you go that way, like follow that path. And every time I follow something that I get lit up and excited about, it ends up working out really well for me. It doesn't mean that there's not challenges or hardships or things that I have to overcome, but every time I follow that, it works out. And every time I do what I think I'm supposed to do, that usually doesn't go so well. So for me, 2023 is really all about like going all in on, on men's work. Um, and supporting men and supporting men in their relationships and supporting men in their, as in their leadership and in their companies to thrive and thrive in, in the ways that they really want to thrive, right? So if it's about making more money, if it's about better connection, if it's about feeling better, if it's about their health, that's up to them. It's not for me to say, uh, but that's really where my focus is. So the retreat, the Alchemy of Men 2 in the summer, um, and then there are going to be like some other events for men. Uh, some will be virtual, some will be in person. Um, there might even be some plant medicine and some like Love kind it. of stuff on the fringes that are out there that we really want to introduce men to uh, because these things have supported us. So we want to help, yeah. you know, bring them to other, to other men. Absolutely. Like why not? If you know that's helped you guys, you obviously want to introduce that to, to help other, other people as well. Um, this is really exciting. I'm so excited for you. And I, I can't wait until your, your new uh, podcast is launched in just four days. So excited. I love the way that you're going about doing it. And um, I think it's going to be a huge success. So Alex, like I said earlier, I wish that these podcast episodes weren't, weren't so short, but you know, if anyone's looking to connect with you and what you have to offer, what would be the best way about going ahead and reaching out to you? Easiest way is just to go to thedreammason.com. So everything's there, books, podcasts, coaching, retreats. Uh, the other place I would say I spend time like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, Inspirational Alex, uh, 
but you can find everything at thedreammason.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Alex. It has been such a pleasure to get someone on to talk about something you know, that we don't talk about all, all the time, you, you know, something rare, you know, on the men's side. So I love what you're doing. And um, I think it's absolutely incredible. And I'm so happy you were able to share such valuable insights with my listeners and myself. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You betcha. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six, seven, or eight-figure entrepreneur and want to come on just like our amazing Alex Terranova did today to talk about your journey, talk about your business and podcast, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Catch you on the next one, guys. Thanks a lot, Alex. Bye. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.